Bible Rundown, it is day nine. You're staying alive if you're with us still, and it is bustling and hustling here in day nine. A lot going on in the scriptures. Genesis 23, 24, and Matthew 7. Death of Sarah, any consequence here in chapter 23? What do you think, David? Major consequences, and not not just because we see Sarah who lived a long and rich life and finally saw the blessing of God come to fulfillment. But more significantly, God is beginning to bring to fruition, Rob, the promises he made, which was, I will give you this land for you and your descendants to dwell in. And mm-hmm. how does that happen? Through the Hittites in the land of Canaan, we're told that Abraham, even though he was going to be gifted this field, he he uh, he buys it, right? Mm-hmm. And so he understands the significance of what he's doing. He wants every claim to be fulfilled in what the Lord has promised. And so uh, just the end of 23, verse 19, we're told he buys this field in Machpelah, uh, east of Hebron, in the significant place, the land of Canaan. This is going to be where Abraham, Isaac, and eventually Jacob come back and dwell. But speaking of Isaac, Isaac can't get to Jacob yeah. unless he has a wife. So then yeah. we get to verse 20, chapter 24. So Machpelah, right? Yeah. In the land of Canaan, we have an opportunity to go in 2024. Shameless plug. Let's go to Israel <laughs> in 2024, May of 2024. Join us uh, on, on that trip. But I hope to see that Machpelah. You know, I think there's, there's some governing... Uh, authorities there in Machpelah that don't allow certain people back. There's only a, a certain really? amount of people that are can see the graves of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But maybe we'll get to go. How cool would that I be? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <clears throat> but 24, you have Isaac looking for a wife. Now, this is important hmm. because the seed of Abraham, Abraham comes out of idolatrous people, right? He comes out of the 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 Chaldeans and and God makes a name for himself so he is not to marry uh, an Egyptian he's not to marry a a someone who is who is uh, an idolatrous uh, people group he's mm-hmm. to marry from his own so he he goes back to Laban and and uh, and and finds Rebecca here and <clears throat> and it's interesting. Um, uh, he he's born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, and Rebecca. Rebecca, uh, the the master, the servant, comes out and sees Rebecca. He asked for a certain uh, specific way in which he would find the wife for Isaac, and God provides the exact way, and he knows it. Significance there? Well, a ton, right? He's first of all praying, and we're, we get that, I think, in verse 45, where he's recounting um, just the story to Rebecca and her family. And he says um, that when he had finished speaking in his heart, and so we see like this element of prayer where this servant is connecting with the Lord. And it's interesting, in his request early on, he says, Show steadfast love to my ser- to your servant Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. The one who I serve. 
And so I think we're starting to see even the household of Abraham, his servants and his own family are beginning to understand what it means to put faith in the Lord, trust in the steadfast love of God. And that's really what his prayer is rooted in. It's a beautiful scene. Um, And God answers that prayer. Rebecca does exactly what he asked the Lord to do as would be the sign to confirm that this is the woman uh, for Isaac. And so then he blesses her with these gold jewels and, and begins to bring her back at the end of 24 back to Isaac. But what do you see? Just the sovereignty of God, David. I see the sovereignty of God in orchestrating even a wife for Isaac. If you're listening mm-hmm. to the podcast and you don't have a wife or you don't have a husband and you're wondering, does the Lord really care? Obviously he does. Absolutely. Let's ask and pray for that for you and uh, see what the Lord will do and how he will work in that way. Uh, <clears throat> it, as we move to the New Testament, we go to Matthew chapter 7. seven. And to your point, uh, we again are picking up in this Sermon on the Mount and Jesus giving some practical discussion and teaching, if you want to call it that. Um, But to your point about prayer, uh, verse 7, he says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And again, trusting God for the good gifts, good blessings that he wants to give us, but trusting him in faith. There's a lot in here. We've got the golden rule. You'll know a tree by its fruit. Building your house on the rock, not on the sand. What do you see, Rob? Well, I I see in uh, chapter seven that um, the the that why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Judge not that you be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Recently, I've had a had a tiny speck in my own eye. And it was so bothersome to me. My eyes wouldn't even open. This this happened during the Christmas Eve service and the Christmas Day service. And I had to. I it was so. It was. I had multiple doctors look at it, and they finally found it. They pulled it out. My eye was great. It was good to go. Yeah. So don't neglect the fact that we need to look at the speck and remove the speck from our brother's eye. But the point of this of the parable or the point of that Jesus is trying to make is don't forget what your own eye has in it. Because if you're looking for the speck in other people's eye and you're forgetting what you have in your own eye, the log that you have in your own eye, then you're not operating under the grace of God. You're operating under judgment. Absolutely. And and probably the, the sternest warning I think I would point people to when it comes to are we in the Lord or are we not? Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. There's a lot in there we don't have time to pack today, but I think to your point, let's be men and women that examine our life first in the Lord, see whether we're in the faith, and let's be faithful to walk in righteousness through faith, just as we're called to do. If Christ is your Lord, will you not obey him? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's end there. Have a great day on the Bible Rundown.